It's all about your health, your wellness. Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Get healthier, get fit, eat better, have a richer quality of life. Health on the go. Staying well with Melanie Cole, MS. Tourette's syndrome is a nervous system disorder that can start in childhood and it can involve unusual repetitive movements or unwanted sounds that can't be controlled. My guest is Dr. Christine Tengretti. She's a assistant professor at East Carolina University Brody School of Medicine, and she's a neurologist with special qualifications in child neurology. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tangredi. So tell us about Tourette's syndrome. We know that, that the exact cause is not known, but what are some theories about the cause? Yeah, Tourette's syndrome is considered more of a phenotype or a spectrum of disorders that consists of the actual movement disorder, the tics, which are the stereotypical movements. And then there's often comorbid disorders like ADHD and obsessive-compulsive disorder uh, mixed with that. As far as the causes, it definitely seems genetic or hereditary, not necessarily that the parent has to have Tourette syndrome as well, but typically the parents have OCD, uh, tic disorder. Um, Sometimes they have outgrown their tic disorder. Sometimes they haven't. And um, there's genetic most likely end environmental factors. Um, The environmental factors can be things like infections that trigger the onset of the tics or even uh, drugs that we encounter each day in our foods like caffeine um, or uh, medications that have been prescribed to the child. Dr. Tengredi, when parents see, you know, they've got a little one, two, three, four years old. I know my son did it. He he kept, like, his hand would involuntarily go very quickly up to his eye line, and he'd wipe away yeah. something imaginary up there. And right. it scared us for a while, you know. How do you know when a yeah. tick is something that you actually pay attention to or when it's something that's just, you know, something that the kid might yeah. have? Right, when it's actually something that's needed. So a tick is mm-hmm. considered a purposeless movement, but oftentimes they start from a purposeful movement. So my daughter actually had the development of ticks, and she started having sinus infections when she was young and would sniff. And then over time, the sniffing became more of something that was not associated with increased secretions in her nose. And I could tell it was more of a, a movement that started if she was nervous or very tired. So you can see the ticks more so when the children are tired or under stress. And if they happen repetitively uh, while the child sometimes can be bored or playing, um, it usually is more often a tick than uh, an actual uh, movement that the child is purposefully doing. Okay, so what would send us to the doctor if they're, you know, if they're not tired, they're not bored, but it's something that you're seeing repetitively? Right, what so you notice? If, if, if you think your child might have a tic disorder or has these movements that are stereotypical and very frequent, um, you can start with going to your pediatrician. And um, it all depends on, you know, how much the pediatrician knows about tic disorder. So there's a very common disorder called transient tic disorder of childhood, and that is a little bit more common than Tourette syndrome, and that's when children develop tics, and they can be what we call simple motor tics, such as an eye-blinking tic, or they could be complex motor tics when the child uses a series of muscle groups or movements for their tic. 
And so you would explain that to your doctor, and sometimes that doctor seeks the advice of a neurologist like myself. Um, I basically talk to the family, talk to the guardians or the parents, and to the child as well. Most times I will be able to witness the tics in the office. There's no testing done for tic disorder. If there's any chance that it looks like it might be a seizure, I could do an electroencephalogram or EEG. But most of the time, I can tell the difference. And a lot of my appointment time is spent reassuring the family that this disorder should resolve over time and educating the family that it's nothing to be concerned about or too worried about. I do uh, spend a good deal of time talking about um, different things that can exacerbate ticks, like things in our diet or infections or things like that, just to help their quality of life. Then if you do diagnose it as Tourette's syndrome, can you live a normal lifespan? We've seen, Dr. Tengretti, you know, in the media or in movies that that these words that are uttered or swear words or something, it's, it could be quite scary for a parent to get this diagnosis. How do, how do they live with this? Right. So first let me just differentiate between tic disorder and Tourette's syndrome. For Tourette's syndrome, diagnosis is definitely less prevalent than tic disorder, and I'd like the tics to... Um, the onset is usually by age eight years. They have to meet certain clinical criteria. For example, they need simple motor tics and a combination of vocal tics. And the tics have to cause impairment in your child's life with usually comorbid ADHD and obsessive compulsive traits. So the, uh, the vocal tics are typically something like snorting, sniffing, grunting, clearing of the throat. The echolalia or the, um, the coprolalia that uh, people hear about and discriminate against with tics is like if you say bad words, things like that. That is very rare. Um, it's very infrequent. It's usually about 11% of, of adults with Tourette syndrome do that. that. That is much more rare than just having tics. But having... Tourette's syndrome, you definitely can live a normal life. Um, there are medication options out there. You can work on your diet. Make sure you get plenty of rest. Um, the different medication options you can go over. Usually um, a neurologist or, or a psychiatrist is the better specialist to talk to you about those and, and prescribe those. And they definitely um, play a role and, and help reduce the tics. I would not say that they are curative. Um, there are uh, things on the horizon, like a deep brain stimulator that an adult uh, person can make with Tourette syndrome, and they're starting to do some of those at different university centers, like actually Wake Forest, where I trained, and those um, can be curative for Tourette syndrome for the uh, tick portion of it. So does it lessen over time, Dr. Tangretti, or is it something that pretty much sticks with you for life, and as you say, these medications or the on-the-horizon deep brain stimulation, something along those lines can make these symptoms a little bit less, or does it kind of ease itself off as you get older? Yeah, about half of children's tics will resolve by the time they're 18. And um, for Tourette's syndrome, um, they can have times in their life where they wax and wane, and times where they're under stress, or they might be taking certain medications that are stimulating. For example, if you do have ADHD, 
and you're put on a stimulant like Ritalin LA or Focalin, which are excellent medications for, for those disorders, but unfortunately they can exacerbate ticks. So it's all a uh, combination and, and trying to uh, modify your lifestyle to reduce the, the frequency of your ticks. But ticks, you do not have to... T- One thing I, I do talk to my parents about is you do not have to treat ticks. They are not going to harm your child in any way other than possibly, you know, hurting their self-esteem um, or they can interfere with different things like if you tick and you're playing an instrument or playing a sport. So really you have to ask the parents and the child, and this is something I do in the clinic, is how much do you think it's impairing his life or her life? And if the answer is yes by either the parents or the child, then I offer medication as an option. And there's different medications um, that I use, and I try um, sometimes even a combination of them. And uh, at least they can get the child at a place where they're comfortable and happy. Thank you so much, Dr. Tangredi. You're listening to Radio MD, and if you missed any of the great information that we're giving, you can listen anytime, on demand or on the go. And be sure and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well.